This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. From the diamond to the clubhouse to the front office. This is the show that feeds the passion for all Twins fans. It's Inside Twins. Inside Twins is sponsored by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Well, good afternoon on a beautiful day here in Oakland. Twins and the A's wrapping up this three-game series. In fact, the Twins are wrapping up the road portion of their 2018 schedule as they wrap things up with a day game today here in the Bay Area. Twins and the A's one more time in 2018. It's been a rough weekend. The Twins have been walked off twice in this series and even going back to late last year. We're actually around the trade deadline last year. The Twins were walked off twice, so the last four times the Twins have played here. They've lost 0-4 and been walked off all four times. Hopefully we don't see that happen here today. Kyle Gibson will throw for the Twins as he is uh, not yet making his last start of the season. He'll go one more time on the homestand next week. But Gibson at the uh, tail end of what's been a really, really good season. ERA at 378. He's uh, right now at 183 innings. The strikeouts are at a career high, and hopefully he can build on that here today. Opposing for the A's is Trevor Cahill. He has had a really solid season himself, has not thrown in a couple of weeks as he was nursing a sore back, so we'll be watching that today. But Cahill has been at his best here at home at the Coliseum in 10 starts. He's 5-0 with a 1-4-9 ERA. So Cahill today for the A's and Kyle Gibson throwing for the Twins. We welcome you to Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer. Made in Minnesota, it's how memories are created and legends are made. I'm Corey Provis, and joining us on our Sunday show from his uh, home in the Twin Cities, we welcome the Twins' chief baseball officer. Always great to catch up with Derek Falvey. Derek, how are you? I'm doing well, Corey. Thanks for having me. Great to have you back uh, on the show, the uh, final road game for the uh, Twins this season. And this road trip, the Twins look to uh, split this 10-game, 11-day road trip with a victory today. But this Oakland team, they have some real good mojo and some karma on their side, don't they? Yeah, no question. I mean, they're playing as good a baseball as, as really anybody in, in the league, I, I think. Uh, at last look, I think they were leading baseball in, in wins in the second half. So they're, they're going into to a playoff run here, uh, playing about as good a baseball as you can. Yeah, 39-19 since the All-Star break. That is the best record in all of Major League Baseball and like 60 wins going back to mid-June. That's how long this run has been, how good this run has been for the A's. And, and so far we've seen, you know, back-to-back one-run games. And with that, the A's are now 31-13, and Derek, in one-run games. Are you a big believer that at the end of the year that that's a stat that always is a pretty, a pretty telling stat to decide contending teams from non-contending teams and how teams play in those one-run games? Oh, certainly. I, I think that you're talking about you know uh, games that are go- going to be close and late, and, and the best teams find ways to win those games. That's just that's reality of it year in and year out. And I think certainly while there's some, uh, you see some teams kind of go up and down through those one-run records. I do think you know this team in particular with how good their bullpen is, 
has a chance to maybe uh, exceed expectations in one run game. So they play good baseball late, and, uh, and I would anticipate that'll help them in the playoffs. Now, you mentioned the, the Oakland bullpen. It, it's so good. It's a dominant, hard-throwing pen. And, and Bob Melvin joined Danny on, on the pregame show yesterday, and he's modeling this bullpen off what the Royals did in recent years, uh, going to two straight World Series, winning one in 2015. Is that where all teams are trying to go right now with how they're stacking their pen? I think we're seeing, you know, you talk about those Royals teams and then even the subsequent playoff, uh, playoff runs the last few years. I mean, we happen to experienced that last year in the wild card game against the Yankees when we, we jumped on Severino, but then after that with their bullpen and how deep it was and how, how, how difficult it was to navigate, you know, they were able to shut down a game. I think we're seeing much more of a pen usage in the, in the playoffs. And certainly I could see this Oakland team pulling off something similar, you know, as you get into the playoffs here soon. With how vital the bullpen is in today's game and, and just how dominant some teams have, you know, stack their bullpen arms. Is there still that desire to always add starting pitching first, whether that's in the off season during the year? Does that still trump bullpen arms? Yeah, I would say every off season has its own pace, but and certainly the depth of the market, whether it's position player or pitcher, and then a split between starters and relievers. But what I will say is this: that you still need a lot of good innings out of out of guys on your staff at the at the front end, and uh, certainly we're seeing. Now, despite us talking about bullpens here, there are some starting staffs around the game, you know, Cleveland being one, a few others that are going, you know, this Boston as well. They, those those have held up those teams quite a bit you know, throughout the course of the season. So I would anticipate there'll still be some, some quality starting pitching uh, that, that needs to be there to, to play well in the postseason. Yeah, I read a note last night that the Indians, the first team in big league history to have four starters reach 200 strikeouts in one year. And uh, with Clevenger joining that group with uh, Bauer and, and Carrasco and Kluber, so certainly we see that trend continue. As for your starter today and Kyle Gibson, I mentioned this at the top, Derek, that Gibson likely will get the ball one more time at some point of the homestand next week, but he's at the tail end of what's been his best season. Would you say that's fair? Oh, no question. I think, Kyle, if you really track back to the later portion of last year, it was really when it started. So he's had a good year and a half run here of, of quality starting pitching. I think Kyle, you know, as you've seen and witnessed over that period of time, he's matured as a pitcher. He continues to find ways to uh, to really attack with his stuff. And sometimes there's a mindset and a mentality that a guy gets to at some stage. You don't know exactly when that's going to happen, but you know, where he goes and just goes after hitters. And I think that's what Kyle's done of late, and uh, we've reaped the benefits as a team. Yeah, late last year, too, he was on the opposite side that he's been on this year and receiving quite a bit of run support. Not the case, as his eight wins uh, would would tell you. Yeah, every year, you know, we've talked about this before, that sometimes it just uh, you pitch really well. It doesn't line up always with uh, the runs you get on, on the other side. You have a year like Kyle had maybe a bit last year where, you know, getting a lot of runs at different junctures when you may have not had your best stuff that day. That's just reality of the game. But I think what Kyle's done is he's taken the ball every time and given us a chance to win. And, and that's all you can ask a starting pitcher to do. All right, we'll take our first break here on the show. A lot to get into with Derek today. Among the topics, we'll discuss, you know, injury updates. A few guys are back home. Miguel Sano, Eddie Rosario, Mitch Garver. Will those guys return before the end of the season? Also, there was a story today in the Pioneer Press that the Twins might be on the move with their AA affiliate, and we'll see if that's indeed the case. We'll get Derek's take on that. Also, maybe, you know, some guys that uh, Derek and Thad have looked at that may opt for winter ball somewhere in Latin America this offseason. So a lot to break down with Derek Falvey as our Sunday show continues next in your home for Twins Baseball. 
Welcome back to Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Corey Provis back with you on a perfect day yet again here in Oakland. Clear skies, sunshine, temperatures in the 60s for now. Should be a great day for baseball twins and the A's. Back with Derek Falvius, our Sunday show continues. And Derek, you got a lot of key guys that are unfortunately are not here with the team that are nursing some injuries back home. And let's uh, start there, this next segment, with Eddie Rosario, Mitch Garver, and also Miguel Sano. Let's begin with Miguel Sano. Uh, is it the same issue that he dealt with earlier in the month, the, the left leg, the left knee? Yeah, so Miguel is, is somebody who's still been dealing with uh, some level of, uh, of pain or symptoms around uh, that, that slide into second base in Houston. We've done... Uh, just about everything we can from an imaging standpoint to try and evaluate the injury, and he still you know, feels there's some soreness. So the reality is we need to continue to progress with respect to rehab and make sure that we're not putting him in, in harm's way or a difficult position. So we felt it was best for him to come back here to Minnesota to work directly with our physical therapy team and, and try and get him as close as game, to game ready as he can be. So, so with all the imaging and the exams that have been performed now that he sees that everything structurally with, with the titanium rod and all that is fine, is he, is he optimistic about playing this upcoming week? I think that's what we'll, we'll check in on when we get back home here and, and, and start up this week with the off day and then getting our group back together. We want to see where he's at and do some drills on the field, see how he moves, uh, certainly get his feedback around that. But our, our hope was during the course of this Oakland series that doing some work here back in in Minnesota would be the best way to get him back on the field. I am hopeful he gets back on the field. I would like to see that before the end of the year. Now, the, the addition of Juan Gratterall, which I want to get to uh, here in a moment, to this team, uh, and he, he arrived here last night, does, does that pretty much confirm that, that Garber's done for the season, Derek? Well, I think we, we just wanted to protect ourselves a little bit. You know, Paul and I had talked about bringing Gratterall you know, really within the last week uh, and gone back and forth and, and with Mitch tracking in a way where we thought there was the potential that he could catch and the realities of our position player group at that time being relatively stable, we felt like it was the right time to just let Juan go back and prepare for his Venezuelan Winter League. And then ultimately Mitch's injury, uh, we've had Logan Forsyth down with a little bit of an issue. We just wanted to make sure we had the extra position player on our group, and Juan's done a great job. You know, He's somebody who, like Williams Estadio, spent most of the year in AAA and has helped a lot of our young pitchers. So we felt like this was a good opportunity for him and for the club. Eddie Rosario also did not travel uh, from Detroit uh, to Oakland here for this weekend series. MRI performed on his quad. And is it a pretty significant strain? It's a, we would classify it as moderate, uh, something that he is he has dealt with. It was actually healing quite well. Uh, unfortunately, had that uh, freak uh, slip in Detroit in left field on that ball to the gap. And uh, when he did that, he just re-aggravated it enough that we felt like the best thing to do was not to push this any further. So I would anticipate Eddie's going to continue to do some rehab, but I would not anticipate him playing games the rest of the way. Now you mentioned the name, Williams Ostadio, and you can't help it but love what he's doing, certainly at the plate and the, the bulk of the, the playing time he's now receiving, too, as a catcher. Is he starting to to come into the to the fold here for 2019 to to be a to be an invite to be a chance to make the team as you as you look ahead at 2019? Well, I think you know there's there's certainly some validity to that. I, you know, I give our both our scouts, our player development staff, and then all of our analysts, the whole team together, can identify this guy as being someone that could that could help us. And ultimately, we knew we could bounce around, play some other positions. But as the year wore on, he really developed you know, as a catcher. The the defensive uh, instincts, you know, learning learning some of our pitchers, calling games, and, and certainly as we've seen in, in our game these days, versatility where a guy can 
uh, can catch, but maybe then go out and play a position in the field. It, it benefits a team's roster, and certainly that's something that we see that he could do. And the the offense has just been everything we could have asked for and more. And too, what's unique about that, if say hypothetically he's on the team as utility player slash catcher next year, normally that that's a speed guy, right? But he wouldn't be that. He'd be kind of uh, in in a different mold. Well, I think you could. You know, based on the construction of your roster, maybe the speed guys, uh, you know, your additional outfielder in that in that particular case. So I think that you know what we're trying to do at the end of the day, just to, when you get back to simplifying it, is try and put the best defensive team and the best team that can score runs together. And ultimately, if he's a guy who can help us both behind the plate and in the batter's box, we'll find a spot for him. I have no doubt. All right, we'll take a break. Come back. More of our Sunday show next with Derek Falvey on your home for Twins baseball. Welcome back to Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. It's uh, memories are created and legends are made. Corey Provis back with Derek Falvey. Twins and the A's coming up here in just a bit. Pre-game show with Chris, uh, bottom of the hour, then we'll have game three at 3.05 Central Time. Derek, uh, reading some of the, uh, the clips this morning, and uh, Mike Berardino does a great job covering the Twins for the Pioneer Press. Had a note uh, in the paper today that the Twins may be on the move with their double-A affiliate, Chattanooga. I believe it's been a four-year relationship right now. But uh, Mike Story mentioned cities like Pensacola, Florida, and maybe even Amarillo, Texas. Can you confirm or deny if if that's even in the conversation right now? Yeah, we're certainly exploring options uh, at the double-A level. Uh, This is the time of year, uh, every year, where you see affiliations potentially change. I think I just saw a handful of them the other day at the AAA level. Uh, we anticipate uh, you know, having some resolution to this over the next uh, handful of days, maybe a week or so. But our job here is to try and find you know, the best possible place to, to train our players and get them ready uh, at all levels to get to the big leagues. And uh, we felt like this was an opportunity uh, to explore on a lot of fronts. Uh, we've had a great relationship with Chattanooga. These are just the realities of the business, and we'll uh, once we have some news, we'll certainly announce it. Is that something that ideally that organizations like to have finalized relatively quickly into the off season, or from time to time? Do these things take times, if not weeks and months? Well, I think the benefit of of the way our minor league players train and our our facility in in Fort Myers is that typically in the off season you don't have any activity at those affiliates early on. So. Uh, right now, uh, there's no rush to get anything done at any level right now uh, with respect to what players being there. Certainly, we want to build the relationship and start preparing for next season. But as it stands right now, we'll focus on training our players down at Fort Myers uh, for the off-season camps that we have and uh, ultimately get to a place where we have an affiliate relationship for AA for next year. And, Derek, as you and Thad travel throughout the season down to the minor league teams, is that something else that that you look at, not just how – players are performing at different levels but just how the organization uh, feels that in the respective cities how how it's all going how it's all working together is that part of your travel and part of your dialogue absolutely you know something that jeremy zoll our farm director who spends a great deal of time you know in the the minor leagues and around our facilities uh, is constantly evaluating our job is to put the best resources in front of our players so whether that's uh, the batting cages or the field or the facilities or even the, what's available to them in town, wherever we are. Those are all things that we factor in, and ultimately we need to put our players in, in a position where they can continue to grow and develop here toward Minnesota. And speaking of Jeremy Zoll, he'll join Chris coming up. Always a, a good conversation here uh, during our Sunday pregame. And on that front, uh, here in the near future, we're going to learn the Twins minor league player and, and pitchers of the year. What what say do you have? How involved are you with, with how that process plays out and the decision that's ultimately made? 
Well, I, you know, I, I think I'm, I'm one of a single vote. It's a, it's a great democratic process, no question around that. Uh, you know, we have we have a, a whole number of minor league staff members and coaches and, and senior leaders and otherwise. And realistically, you know, we know we have a number of players that are deserving of, of each of those honors. And I think that selecting one at the end of the year is a great accomplishment for that player on the position player side and then one on the pitcher side. But I'm excited about the growth and development of these young kids. I think it's going to be a close vote this year. What about the uh, the position player? Do you think that's an easier call, though? I mean, uh, not to put you on the spot, but if you look at the candidates, isn't there one guy who, who pretty much uh, distanced himself from the pack? Well, I, I know probably who you're pointing toward there, but there's a, a number of a number of kids who, who went about you know, had some great years this year and are deserving. So I have very little doubt there'll be uh, there'll be some support for a few different names on that list. Right, we'll take our last break, come back and wrap up our Sunday show, get into some winter ball conversation and Derek's thoughts on that and who may be going where and how that process plays out. Inside Twins wraps up next on your home for Twins Baseball. Welcome back to Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Interactive show today, Clinton from Eden Prairie, a big loyal Twins fan, is uh, in the booth stopping by saying hi to Danny and myself, so... Always great to catch up with. Uh, He's right hey. here. Oh, hey. I told you I'd stop by. Hey, uh, Derek Falvey, welcome back to the show. We have a, a special co-host uh, for this last segment. All right. Derek, well, how you doing? Good, good, to have, good, good to talk with you, Danny. How are you doing today? Uh, c- go, call me Clinton, please. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me, Clinton. I apologize. No, I, I just have one question, and it's been bothering me for a little bit. Uh, we're having a tough time addressing it or talking to somebody. Does it bother you or is it acceptable to you to have a player hit a ground ball to the third baseman, shortstop, fly ball to the left fielder, and allow them to carry their bat to first base? <laughs> well, I think that, you know, you always want guys to hustle out of the box, and that, that's ultimately what's most important. And I think that, Tough to do when you know, you're carrying a bat. At the end of the day, you know, there's always difficult situations, uh, certainly. But I, I think that you know, dealing with some injuries and otherwise, uh, you know, some guys get a little bit of credit for that. But ultimately, what we want is guys to hustle. And you know that, uh, Clinton, as well as anybody. Anything else? Uh, okay, so I guess it's, it's okay with you. Well, I think, you know, it's always difficult to have. I understand it's you know, the manager's like, job, but if it's, if it's not taken care of, you know, somewhere, then it's going to kind of go up the, the chain of command. I would well, hope. You know, no, we, we want our guys, we want our guys to hustle. That, that's true, Danny. You know that throughout our system, and ultimately we'll, we'll always hold our guys to that. Thank you for uh, the question. All right, I'm going to go back to attend to some family members. All right, go get them. Thank All you. All right. Hey, we have about a minute left, uh, Derek, on the show, and this is our last conversation here. Uh, Chris is going to have the show next week with Paul. And, and about a minute left on our show, though, winter ball, and, and guys who are going, do you know that yet? All the guys who are going to play somewhere this off season? Certainly, certainly something we talk about throughout the winter. Uh, we do have some players that we know will uh, will go and get some time. I think you know, we've talked a lot about on the major league club here. Guys like maybe Jorge Polanco, who certainly didn't have as full a season as we would hope, uh, and then others along the way, whether it's pitchers who need innings or or, or guys that could get at bats. It's something that we'll consider throughout the winter. Uh, but certainly uh, have some guys on our, on our on the list that we'll think about. More position players than pitchers, or do you think you'll see some, some arms go down there and throw as well? 
I think more often than not, uh, it'll be position player over pitcher. We had talked uh, quite a bit about the potential for Michael Pineda to get a few innings down there just as he preps for next season. But at the end of the day, you know, we want to make sure that he's healthy first. And I think that's going to be the, the charge for each of our players is to make sure health is first. But we'll get some position players, some at bats if necessary. Hey, Derek, thanks for the time. We'll see you next week back home. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, we thank Derek Falvey for joining us. Stay tuned. More to come. The pregame show with Chris is coming up next right here on your home for Twins Baseball. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.